As far as the North Pole is from the South, we are bridging the knowledge gap from centuries past. We inspire you to find your true North. From Timbuktu to Alexandria, from the city of Johannesburg to New York, from the Zulus to the Dogon people, we are disrupting the knowledge economy. We are Sir Max Network. Every Thursdays, 6 p.m. to 7 p.m., the CMX Network is coming. Are you ready for it? It is only in the last 100 years, it is only in the last 100 years that many of the mysteries of the Maya people of Central America have been revealed. And perhaps the greatest mystery of all has been the long count calendar of the Maya, which started in the great cycle of the 13th of August, 3114 BCE, and came to an end 5,125 years and 132 days later on the Wister Solstice uh, of 2012. While we know that the Maya were brilliant mathematicians, astonishingly accurate astronomers, and exquisitely talented artists, is it possible that they also possessed an almost supernatural foresight based on the outstanding of natural cycles? Could such a civilization, which flourished for over a thousand years ago, really have predicted the end of the Earth's current civilization in the second decade of the third millennium? That is how, ladies and gentlemen, we welcome you to this riveting episode of CEMEX Network. Welcome everyone who is part of this conversation today. We're inviting you to be part of our platforms i mean all our platforms and right now we are live on mahikeng fm kopanong fm northwest university fm and we also supported by ahanang fm that is why we're encouraging you to be part of this conversation this quote is coming from a book called the mayan prophecy 2012 the mayan calendar and the end of time by david Dutlas. you know what we're doing every week we're taught in the world to bring you some of the world's top thinkers and today ladies and gentlemen i can tell you that it is not different because we joined by i regard him as one of the few black top-class intellectuals that are still remaining in the world that we find ourselves in. He is a researcher. He's the author, among other books that he has authored. It is Botswana and the Liberation Struggle. And Boifang is one of the books. He has produced so many postgraduate students across the country and beyond. And he has served as a director in several boards. Professor Utilenzwan is joining me on the show today. Welcome to CEMEX Network, Prof. Welcome to welcoming me and I welcome you to the knowledge. I hope you are having a good network and the network is not based on technology but on knowledge sharing. Thank you very much, Prof. It's such a great honor to be talking to you today. I Do you know that I consider you as one of the greatest wisdom keepers of our time, the few black intellectuals remaining? It's your, it's your secret now that I know. It's not my secret. Beautiful stuff. Prof, we want to talk today what I have termed the end of the world. The 2020 effects of the Maya prophecy of 2012. We know that few years back, the Mayans actually came up with a prophecy based on their long count calendar and the prelude that I just made to say that in 2012, the world will actually be coming to an end. But it's not only the Mayans, because we see the Maori people of New Zealand as well, Baba Credo Mutua, as well the Seneca people of the Native America, the Pueblo Indians in Mexico, the Hopi Native Americans of Arizona, and also the Inca people of Peru. They all, these big major cultural uh, cultures in the world, 
they predicted that the world will come to an end in 2012. But what the world did not understand, Prof, and I know that you are going to expand on this, what the world thought, they thought it was going to be the destruction of the natural world as we know it, or the destruction of, of the natural world. But only it meant it's time for the new awakening. It's time for the new enlightenment. It's time for transformation of the, of the spirit. Now we find ourselves, and it started for us at least in Africa in 2020, where we started to have terms like the new normal, the new world. Can you expand on this Maya prophecy, the significance and the meaning in your own understanding? How do you understand the Mayan prophecy that the world is coming to an end in 2012? Nowhere in the writings of the Mayans have they ever said that the world is coming to an end in 2012. Uh, you, 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 you started very well by citing the period of 3114 or 3117. Now, if you calculate from 0 to 10, 10 becomes the whole number. And the whole number does not mean that we have, we have, we have stopped counting. All the numbers that comes after 10 are actually part of what, what was there before 10. So the Mayan prophecies, there are 21 prophecies in the Mayan Popol uh, Vuh, uh, the book that is called, the, the book that talks about the dawn of life and the glories of the gods and kings. So this book, Popol Vuh, has got what you are asking for. Was the Mayan prophecy an apocalypse, a revelation of the end of the world? In a sense of consciousness rising, the Mayan prophecies, the 21 Mayan prophecies, and I'll touch some of them in our talk, they say that the world calendar in the Maya is like an odometer. An odometer in a car runs around. When the odometer in the car clocks a particular number, it doesn't mean that the car is of no use anymore. It starts again. So the number 2012, 21 December, was the clocking of the odometer of the long stretch of the calendar that they use. They've got many calendars. But me and you and the listeners must pay attention to the prophecies that has got to do with the calendar that ended up in 2012. One of those prophecies is called the prophecy of time. This prophecy speaks of our need to change the way we think about time which has been entirely conditioned by the linear forms of the Julian and the Gregorian calendar. So when you look at the calendar problems that we have in the, in the, in the continent Africa, Ethiopian calendar, we've got people are saying that there's an African calendar. The prophecy has already spoken that we must be careful of the linear Gregorian calendar. It removes us from the timing of our life breath it removes us from the line of the galaxies. In fact, it is actually making us disproportion with so above, so below. So that prophecy of time is very important. We must move away from using the Western time zodiac, but we must come into what you call the time bit of our landscape, using our own landscape to measure time so that the end of our time is the beginning of the new awareness as it was predicted by the Mayans. You remember, Semex, in the year 2000. I beg your pardon? I'm with you, Prof. You remember in the year 2000 how people got frustrated by the time. How people were messed up by the time and the clocks and all the computers were said to be crashing and so on and so forth. That was just one indicator of a time that is linear as opposed to a time that is based on our awareness. So you are right. In 2020, the world realized what you call the effect of 2012 that happened. They said eight to ten years after 2012, the world will see its novelty, its newness. There is nothing in what you call new normal. This is not new normal. It is a new world. It is a new understanding. The prophecies of the Mayas, they also prophesize about the technology 
that is going to come. Prophecy number 19, it says, prophecy of transcending technology. Here they are saying it will be clearly marked with physical and spiritual crisis, and the prophecy warns us. What threatens our spirituality most and most immediately is the consequences of hyper-technology and mm. the technology that produces our food and our medicine. They are saying that we are being warned that technology has exceeded the point where it serves humanity. We are at that stage, Semex, where technology is hyper-technological. It's so faster than our own thinking. We've got robotics now that are taking place. We've got microwaves that cooks in a short period of time. We've got cars that are supposed to drive themselves. In fact, they prophesied this Mayan uh, to say that there will be technology that is going to disturb us. So next, the electromagnetic flow that comes with, with 5G, with, with microwaves and other sort of forms, they interfere with our way of connecting with the world above. So the people today cannot control, cannot connect with the world above because of the high level of self-man-made electromagnetics that disturbed the continuity of silence in the body and the rhythms with nature. We are in conversation with Professor Utilenzwani today on Semex Network. It is the second episode of the of the show, and we're inviting you to be part of the conversation. I mean, you can, if you are listening to the conversation right now, you can send us a WhatsApp voice note on zero seven eight four zero four zero nine three eight. Is it a question? a comment or an experience that you want to share with us. We are talking about the end of the world, the 2020 effects of the Maya prophecy of 2012. 078-404-0938. If you're sending a voice note, please, can it just be 30 seconds straight to the point so that we are able to take as many people as we possibly can. We're taking a quick break, Prof, but on the other side of the break, I want us to look at a link between this Maya prophecy and this, I want us to go deeper. This, the link between uh, the Maya prophecy and the 2020 new world or the new normal as, as, it, as it's known. I mean, 2020, we have seen a pandemic hitting us. And in fact, it is predicted in that because, and I quote, where in the, in the prophecy, they say the earth will enter another age, but where, when it does not, there'll be a great serious event, earthquakes, tsunamis, the floods, the volcanic eruption, great illnesses on the planet. And last year, in 2020, we have seen coronavirus sweeping out the whole world. So we want to see the link between the Maya prophecy and the 2020 world as we know it straight after this break. There is a magical radiomatic explosion coming to your radio. Every Thursdays, 6 p.m. to 7 p.m., the CMX network is coming. Are you ready for it? We are leading a global quantum shift of the brain. We are engineering a shift in global consciousness. We are breeding a new generation of thought-provoking leaders. We are Sir Max Network. Here's to the crazy ones, the misfits, the rebels, the troublemakers, the round pegs in the square holes, the ones who see things differently, the ones who are not fond of rules and have no respect for the status quo. You can quote them, disagree with them, glorify them or vilify them. About the only thing you can't do is ignore them because they change things. They push the human race forward and while others see them as the crazy ones, we see genius because the people who are crazy enough to think they can change the world are the ones who do. We are Sir Max Network.
You are listening to Samex Network and we are broadcasting up across different platforms. And now we live on Mahikeng FM 96.7, Northwest University FM 105.5 and also Kopanong FM. We are supported by Ahanang FM right now and also our podcast is on different I mean, platforms on Spotify, on Google Podcast and so many profiles. My name is Samex, a knowledge preneur. And today I'm joined by one of the top black intellectuals in Africa. Professor Uti Lenzwani is my guest today and we're in conversation about the end of the world. The 2020 effects of the Maya prophecy of 2012. That is why we're encouraging you to be part of the conversation. If you have a question, a an experience or maybe a comment that you want to make, a 30 second voice note will do on our WhatsApp line 078 404 0938 before we went uh, on a, on a, on a break prof i wanted us to to pick on i mean you are one of the you are one of the first people i mean i've been in conversation with you on different radio platforms that i have been in and you have been talking way before you were talking about the quantum global shift of the brain that there's going to be a shift in global consciousness but for many people it took the pandemic to strike so that people can understand that the world as we know it, it has actually changed. What do you want people to understand as a link between this Maya prophecy and the 2020 new world that we find ourselves in, Prof? The prophecy number 16 of the Maya, it talks about earth changes, ecology and climate. This prophecy talks about the pollution of the biosphere. It talks about the conflict that arises between people and the nature, where there is disharmony. And most important, it says that we must be careful how our senses and responsibility for the planet is being lost. They have already prophesied. You are right. There's been a lot of floods, hurricanes, earthquakes. There's been a lot of changes that affect the world. The prophecy number 17, it talks about changes to the earth magnetic field. And that's where I want to come in for the 2020. Now, this change on, on the magnetic field was already spoken about by NASA and other scientists. I will tell you, Samex, in 2018 and 19, we spoke about the excessive sunspots and, and radiation activity that was happening in the atmosphere. We spoke about the heat that came, the wave that was hitting us. We spoke about the arising of certain diseases. We spoke about a lot of things, but who listened? Nobody. Now, 2020, 2020 and the coronavirus or COVID-19 came out of a sign that man has, in fact, overemphasized that what is in Genesis ruling the earth, subduing it, and taking over the animal and all the plants. Man became now God. Mm. Man became God and took over creation and made himself the power that will create. Vaccines are created in laboratories. Vaccines are made by men. Vaccines are there to be made, to be spread for a purpose. Vaccines are not natural. If they were natural, they would be countered by the body, natural bio, bio what do you call it um bio bio biomedical it's as opposed to engineered sciences so what arised last year the maya spoke about it many years ago the earth shifted we know we have watched it shifting the floods came climate change is upon us things are happening and 2020 was a sign that Man has lost the rhythm with nature, and man is playing God. And when man plays God, nature is going to, in fact, revolt. There is no power on earth than the water and the wind. Those are natural. What then happened is, after the cyclones and the tsunami that happened in the east, we saw now the coming of a virus from the east. It spread, and all of us got shocked. But you know what it says, Amex? Mm. It also confirmed the prophecy of oneness of the world, which the Maya spoke about. Yeah. They spoke about evolution and genetics. They said, 
we will develop as one in the same racing. Today, everybody says we must be united against this virus. But it is not true, Semex, because the Mayas also predicted the destructions of the indigenous knowledge holders mm. and the keepers thereof. Hence, they prophesied that there will be internet. They also prophesied that books will be written, but people don't read them at the time of the author's lives. Mm. We have seen they also that records will be made. Huge mega data will be made, but they won't be accessed by people very easy. They've predicted this. Hence, we don't have knowledge about our past. It's now kept by certain people. When the knowledge of our past is made available, when the Sanusis and the great prophets of our time tell the things, we must know that the future can be lived today. Prophecies make us to live tomorrow. Prophecies make us prepare for the things that will happen tomorrow. Prophecies are not mumbo-jumbo. They are real. And the Maya prophecies of 2012, the 21 prophecies, are a testimony. Anybody can read, can go and read these books. Anybody can search, can search the websites. We are in conversation with Professor Uti Lenzwani. Send us a WhatsApp voice note, a 30 seconds WhatsApp voice note on 078-404-0938. 078-404-0938. Do you have a question, a comment, or an experience? We are Samex Network. We don't compete with radio. With radio, we are done. We're competing with TV right now because we are on our own. So we are on Mahikeng FM, Northwest University FM, Kopanong FM, and we are supported by Ahanang FM at this particular point. Right away, Prof, you bringing me to another important point of the conversation. Uh, that, that, that says, I mean, you, you, the predictions that the, the Mayans made about where, where the world is going, the globalization, you know, the, 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 the mega and the blockbuster internet that will come over and take and take over the world. And I want us to talk because they said, I want us to talk about a time of great potential for transformation among those who choose a spiritual path. Because somebody who's listening to our conversation right now says, what do I do now? What does it mean to, to, to me right now? And we know that it, it's a time of great potential for transformation among those who choose a spiritual path. Because they said, and I quote, that that year or that time when it comes, uh, it is not the destruction of the planet, but it is the transformation of the spirit, sexual energy, the energy of your heart and your mind in all the dimensions of our existence in the solar system. I mean, we, we, we listen to uh, Mr. Mayish Bagda, one of the top astrologers and numerologists, when he said the time that we find ourselves in, it, it has never happened in many years where but Plato and Saturn are actually on the same line. That is why we are seeing so many things that are happening. Basically confirming what the Mayans has always spoke, uh, spoken about. So spiritual, it's a time of great spirituality, Prof. What does it mean for a spiritual awakening? Do people who don't see themselves or who don't approach this era from the spiritual basis, do they have a chance and what does it mean from the spiritual perspective? Some years ago, when we were in one of the radio stations, we spoke when I said about this consciousness rising. We spoke about a number of things, but like all the talks, talk is cheap. Like tonight's talk is very cheap. But for those who are aware, it's an investment of future awareness and awakening. Semex, prophecy number 13, of the Mayans talks about cosmic consciousness. It says that the, 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 we are all energy and our existence is part of matter. The most important thing that you should determine is that our consciousness has risen and the prophecy has foretold spirituality is the future of human oneness and connectedness. There are many people today, Semex, who during the lockdown realized that they don't need a church. They don't need a lot of things. In fact, they were more closer to their own gods than to the preacher man. In fact, they became aware that it is not the truth that they wear that counts. It is their meditation and their silentness. 
a lot of things Semex, that were disrupted by COVID in the lockdown were not just because there was a regulation. No, it has been it has long said our cosmic consciousness will become one beat. So the world today is talking about oneness of the soul and we are seeing more people preparing for spirituality, more people becoming their own soulmate in prayer, and more people getting the consciousness and awareness of the greatest energy that flows in them, which is spirituality beyond a building, spirituality beyond that loss, spirituality beyond that love, and yet they are connected to the great energies. They pray, they meditate. The world is one and beating towards that direction. It was long prophesied. Mm. Very interesting, Prof, because there are some people who have never seen their lives outside the walls of of religion. You know, there are people who have always built their lives around the jobs that, you know, have always been their way to go. But now at this time, because the economies have crashed, religion has crashed. I mean, we start to see even sermons, Prof, that were uh, initially bad or prohibited we start to see a different tune and this is what it means for people to rise and to get into this level of consciousness that is facing them now is consciousness and spirituality the only hope for people to navigate through the maze of the new world so Max, uh, whether we like it or not we have entered the world of wisdom and knowledge this is the time of information. This is the time of knowledge. This is the time of wisdom. The three are the most powerful forces and fulcrum that will sustain the world tomorrow. Climate change. Who thought that today America, with the new president, will sign towards the climate change? Who thought China will avoid, will actually accept climate change? We see a lot of this, and it's not because of money in the bank is because people are becoming conscious that the environment and these changes are affecting their own money. So spirituality, awareness, knowledge, wisdom becomes the major currencies for tomorrow. And it starts today. Look what's happening. It's not about the car you drive to go to a meeting or the suit you wear. It's about the webinar and the Skype and the Zoom that you are seeing. Half of your top body. Things have changed. Mm. Therefore, we are in a reality. We must embrace it by acknowledging the new knowledge, by understanding the wisdom of those who came before us, and by becoming part of the new understanding of information. We are going for a quick break, but on the other side of the break, Prof, one of my favorite subjects, the future of work. This new world has... Because work is the sociology of work. Uh, the social construct around the idea of work it has destabilized the world as we know it today people now they suddenly work from home the blue collar careers have actually collapsed people are looking for the new work right now and this is all contained in this prophecy what does it mean for the future of new work do we need to put the new lenses through which we look at work right now what does it mean for us so we're going for a quick break but this and more on the other side of this break we're inviting you to be part of the conversation if you've got a question a comment or an experience we are on 078-404-0938 078-404-0938 send us your 30 minutes your 30 seconds button your 30 seconds a uh, voice note then we will definitely get back to you As far as the North Pole is from the South, we are bridging the knowledge gap from centuries past. We inspire you to find your true North. From Timbuktu to Alexandria, from the city of Johannesburg to New York, from the Zulus to the Dogon people, we are disrupting the knowledge economy. We are Sir Max Network.
you are listening to Semex Network right here on all our platforms. And I see so many people right now on our on our Facebook Live. We are live on our Facebook. Uh, we acknowledge everyone watching Nzimani J. Maruma. Thank you very much. Good evening, champ. It's been a while. Indeed, it has been. Evening, champ. Is there a link between the Gregorian calendar, which is part of the millennium year? I will actually give Prof to comment on the, the Gregorian calendar because he wants to know. Is there a link between the Gregorian calendar, which is part of, of the millennia. And so many people, I see their life on our Facebook. Thank you very much. We do appreciate that. Prof, you do want to comment on that, the Gregorian calendar? That's all what the people know? Earlier on in my expressions, I said that that calendar is a problem. We need to find a way that the future must not inherit this calendar. Because this calendar has caused a lot of disturbances, imbalances. We have even lost our way of connecting with the environment, the skies, the galaxies because of this calendar. In fact, we are messed up people because of this calendar. We better move away from it. Mm -hmm. uh, we're still together, Prof? Together, Semex. Prof, a big thing is when you, when you destabilize the idea of work. In fact, questioning the idea of work is like questioning the idea of life itself. It's like moving the goalpost for what people have always been known because now you're affecting the livelihood of people and the survival of people. I want you to comment on the future of work off because work as we know it it has totally changed and that it is embedded and inculcated in the mayan prophecy should we start to change the lens through which we look at the work and what does it mean for us the prophecy from the, the mayan prophecy that deals with the with work itself is talking about the emergence of contemporary masters and teachers and that prophecy is actually saying that we must be careful of materialistic education. We must also be careful about the negative influence of the technocratic culture. Most important, that we must not separate ourselves from nature. Now, what does it say? It tells us that work the way we know it is what we have been taught that it is work. It is what we have been prepared to do. Our teachers we're preparing us for the work that the master has designed for the materialistic production. But our teachers totally, totally forgot about the spiritual fulfillment that comes from self-service. So we need to find a way how the word service becomes important in our life. People have stopped doing service. People are more concerned about work. And what the 2020, 2020 what the prophet, the, the 2012 prophecy is fulfilling is that people must start to look at self-service. Not the self-service of political agendas. We're talking about self-service that is of nature spiritual driven. That fulfillment to the spiritual giving, that fulfillment to the guidance of helping community and society, that itself it's what you call service service is very important and that's where ubuntu and butu has always been service has been a very important way of life and we have moved away from service and we are concentrating on work because of the materialistic education our way of wanting to own possessiveness and never wanting to share even a simple hello and how are you so it becomes important that we look at work as disappearing as we know it. People are now stressed. A lot of mental issues are happening. Families and homes were not built for people to work from. Most of people can't mm. even put a computer. They don't even have a table to sit and write. How do they work from home? There are a lot of egometrical problems. People are getting fed. People can't move. Can't. People are so used to what we call the so normal that came from what work means. Work means get into your car, get into your taxi, get into the train, go into work. Now things have changed. What do we do? 
we must go to what you call service that must come with re- reward. And such reward must not be totally be materialistic. That's why the, the issue of transport is going to change. Mm-hmm. The issue of housing is going to change. The issue of what space is going to change. The, the issue of reporting is going to change. Marking register is the thing of the past. Yeah. What does it mean? It means that we need new teachers. We need new masters. We need a new people who are going to impart on us. This generation that we are talking to, Semex, is not the generation that will implement what we're talking about. They must pass it on to the young generation. We are just the prophets of a prophecy. We are just passing the message. Our people that listen to the radio today are not the ones that will actually enjoy the talk. But if they remember, and they make their children to remember that at one point we spoke about work changing, work becoming something, and the service becoming the most important thing. Service to humanity is what is going to determine the future, not work for the master. To sum it up, to sum it up Prof, I think you are talking about a big shift from headset into heart set in other words from the thinking of the mind into the thinking of the heart that's what you are talking about we are semex network and we are here to change the game not just to play the game that is what i'm saying we don't compete with radio with radio we're done we're competing with tv with visuals but we're here on air that is why we all on our digital platforms the podcast will be available on all the major platforms spotify google app and all other uh podcast platforms but for now we are grateful to be on Mahikeng FM 96.7 Northwest University FM Kopanong FM we are supported by Ahanang FM right here I'm quoting the purple fuch here prof the creation myth of the of the Maya people I call it the Bible of the Maya of the Maya people. I mean, you introduced this book to me. So it's a difficult, difficult thing. I mean, to, 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 to do. And I quote, it says all moons, all years, all days, all winds reach their completion. Measured is the time in which we can know the benevolence of the sun. Meshat is the time in which the stars look down upon us. The purple fuch creation myth of the Maya people. One of the subjects close to your heart, I know. The, preser- the preservation of the planet. The preservation of the Mother Earth. That's the only thing that can give us hope going into this new world. It is correct. You know what you just cited, Semex, uh, as being appropriated by the the early Christian writers. Uh, if you look at what you just read, it is very important to say, as above, so, so below. below. So it's, it, is, it is actually dead. And then if we expect rain to fall, if we expect the sun to, the sun to shine, the stars and the, and the galaxies to give us direction and knowledge, the moon to give us the wisdom, and the teachings of love. If we are looking up the, to the clouds to give us different shades, we should also remember that if we don't work the land, if we won't preserve the biosphere, if we don't protect heritage and develop new heritages, if we don't establish the spiritual heritage for our land and protect all areas where people are doing their supplication for their ancestors, their supplication for the great ones, if we don't take care of the rivers and the mountains, the slopes and everything, Truth be told, it doesn't matter what you think. If we don't conserve, preserve, and uh, make sure that the trees and the grass, the rivers and the mountains and the biospheres are protected, we have no future. Nothing is going to be of men made exclusive. We need the environment, and I think if we do justice to the environment, so shall we be given justice to those who give us the rain, who give us the sun, the moon, and the stars. So above is taking us below. Below must give grace and thanks to the above by taking care of the, the landscape so that the universe become oneness. So as we breathe, the fishes also can breathe. As we walk, the animals can also walk. As we supplicate, we must get from nature that which we need to give back to nature. 
We appreciate those who are listening to the show right now and all the messages that are coming through on our we are live on our Facebook Facebook page of Semex. And do you have a question, a comment or an experience that you want to share with us? We are on zero seven eight four zero four zero nine your 30 seconds voice note that's all we have time for what are your views please share with us here because that's how and what we want to hear from you we're in conversation with professor utzilenswani and our topic today is the end of the world the 2020 effects of the Maya prophecy of 2012. Because the world as we know it has completely changed. The quantum global shift of the brain, the shift in global consciousness right now. Because we are not going back there. That's where the world is right now. But how do you empower yourself to navigate the maze of the new world that we find ourselves in? But it's going to be very difficult for you to navigate this if you do not know what it means we're going for a quick break but on the other side of the break prof and for the last time the knowledge the significance of the knowledge of those who came before us we've got so great uh, great tribes that have always had the knowledge that if we can tap into right now, I mean, we will know that the doggone people about their series star, they've always spoken about this. I mean, Baba, Credo, Muta, the great Sanusi has always warned us about the direction in which the world is going. Have we hearkened to that? Have we taken them seriously? Or had we listened to them, we would not be finding ourselves where we are right now. We're coming back straight after this. We are leading a global quantum shift of the brain. We are engineering a shift in global consciousness. We are breeding a new generation of thought-provoking leaders. We are Sir Max Network. As far as the North Pole is from the South, we are bridging the knowledge gap from centuries past. We inspire you to find your true North. From Timbuktu to Alexandria, from the city of Johannesburg to New York, from the Zulus to the Dogon people, we are disrupting the knowledge economy. We are Sir Max Network. For the last time, as you are about to wrap this conversation with one of the top black intellectuals remaining, and I'm saying, I'm sure voting on radio. I am Sir Max, a knowledge premier. Call us Sir Max Network. Yeah, that's what we are here for. We are here to change the game. Okay, we've got comments that came in here. Let's listen to to the the comments right now before we wrap up we wrap up our conversation and we're inviting you to be part of this of this con of this conversation where do i go pj and okay i'll be taking your your comments in a in a short while and let's hear what you have what you have to say all right let's go thank you very much this is a great show indeed and gratitude to Professor Antoine for all and the shift in paradise. How do we then connect with our spirituality? Because we now realize that you are spiritual beings in the flesh. And the flesh speaks nothing for it in a form. How do we then connect with our spirituality? All right, I, 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 I got the voice note, but I think it's very low. Are we able to, to get it up so that we can actually make sure that it is audible and clear enough? Keep them coming. Just a 30 seconds voice note. Let's go. 
Mr. Lex, thank you very much. This is a great show indeed. And gratitude to Professor Antoine for all the teachings and the shift in paradise. How do we then connect with our spirituality? Because we now realize that we are spiritual beings in the flesh. And the flesh speaks nothing for it in a form. How do we then connect with our spirituality? I'm not sure if you're able to hear that, Prof, but the gist of the question is how do we connect to our spirituality as physical beings, as spiritual beings, sorry, in a flesh? How do we connect with that? Were you able to get that? I got it from you. It's fine. Thanks, Max. Yeah. Yes, Prof. The question is how do we connect to our spirituality? So next, we are first spiritual beings before we came as material. So we, we must go back to what came first. We are spiritual beings first. So when we when once we know how we manifest as as material, we are first the element of spirituality. So we must just go back to the innocence of being. That is actually where we are. We are first spiritual. We are not material first. Hence, we end up in the spiritual realm. That which comes will return from where it comes from. So we must first begin to ask ourselves, who were we and how did we come here? We are spiritual beings before we become material. The, the separation between our spirituality of existence, of, of coming, and the bodily existence is something that we all sought for. Hence, awareness is very important. And I appreciate the caller will realize in meditation, in silence, in prayer, how spirituality arises to be part of him or her. Beautiful stuff. And we go for the next one. Let's hear this. Polena Musiani Ari. Baba Ipolela Ibileba Dumela. Horijeso Kimupulisi. Kana Kotabu Fela. Bata Polus. Kibona Kanya Kibona Lissaid. Intumeleng. Mudimuan Toma. Conversations like this, Prof, will always touch people in the wrong way, will always shake the foundation through which uh, we are built. And from all religions, I mean, you're expecting religious people to want to hold on uh, in, so, in so many ways. So they're welcome. It's okay. We accept that granted beautiful be beautiful stuff so the knowledge of those who came before us the the, the great prof uh, the preservation of it in the time that we find ourselves in the mayas have already predicted that if people don't write make theaters write poetry do sculptures paintings recordings music and every other thing if they don't do that they won't be remembered so what is important is that we should never undermine the knowledge of those who came before us and who we have been told they are demonic those who have suffered for the truth that they hold and those who have suffered for the prophecies that they gave are the true ones in all respect all truth holders were turned into Matthias. They were hated, never loved by all. If you consider yeah. the, 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 the holders of the great knowledge from Buddha, Jesus, to Muhammad, to Baba Kredo Mutat, you can name them. Even the living ones, Bumama Masuku, the Chumbo, the Sun people of the, of the Koi, everywhere, the Basaras, the people in, in Kenya, Maasai, the, in, all indigenous people on earth are holders of that knowledge and they are never given the applause when they express it the suppression of such knowledge is continue even today okay. that is why when you look at twitter when you look at other technologies even internet yeah we are not the one that upload we are the ones that download we should begin to upload our knowledge so that 
it becomes part of a heritage that we are, it has bequeathed on us. Storytelling is very important. Okay. Oral history, very important. In short, Semex, there is no future written without prophecies of those who came before us. Whether it's religious, whether it's spiritual, whether it's whatever standing, we need to have a point of connection. Our past is the greatest tomorrow. There is no future without the prophecy of those who came before us. That uh, in his vintage way, Professor Utilentwani, in his classic way. And then Kalebu Hamama Joy Plaki says, when the student is ready, the teacher will appear humbled. Thank you very much. And we appreciate everyone on our live video. Ntimani uh, J. Marumo the second says, I feel very much at home. Like all those years I was listening to you. We give thanks, my king. And then Sidi Tapelo, I'm humbled. Samex Network, thank you very much. Rebaone Marimo Mutei saying, thanks champ we are so happy and then my old time friend all the way from cape town rakalingwako says thanks champ and prof for provoking thoughts we appreciate that my friend and then so many comments coming through it's time for change let us face the challenges technology that's the way to go and it's technology it's accessibility to to everyone johanna mareme thank you very much we appreciate that and then swing says dumela samaxley professor the issue of contemporary masters and teachers are it's very honest and let's focus from higher training and development to implement the new ubuntu the ubuntu education thank you very much we appreciate that but the only they only leave uh, you with people who are willing to change. So, so many challenge. I mean, uh, comments that are coming through here on our platform, and we are so happy that everyone has been part of the conversation. Prof, all I can say to you is thank you very much. It's always a great honor to sip from your cup of wisdom. What is one thing that you want people to know for sure? We will never be the people that we were meant to be if we discard ourselves from those who came before us, their spirituality and their heritage. That's very important. The spirituality and the consciousness of being is the way to go. We are all shocked, have mental issues, and the COVID was one type of an awakening. Man-made materialistic is the same that is going to swallow us. We need to arise in our consciousness and never forget our past. Professor Utilenzwani is one of the top black intellectuals remaining right now. He's one of the top researchers that I know. Thank you very much, Prof, for coming through. For people who may want to follow your thoughts, I know you are on Facebook. It is Utsile Ntwani. That's where you can follow him for more of your thoughts. And for me, it's been a great honor, I mean, bringing you this riveting episode of Samex Network. As far as the North Pole is from the South, we are bridging the knowledge gap from centuries past we inspire you to find your true north from timbuktu to alexandria from the city of johannesburg to new york from the zulus to the dogon people we are disrupting the knowledge economy we are sir max network